Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. Hey, good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter and host of the State of California, along with Patty Rising and Brett Burkhardt. They are playing Beat the Clock at the state capitol in Sacramento, where the legislative session comes to an end tomorrow and lawmakers are rushing to pass hundreds of bills. Legislatures are trying to make deals to finish bills on all sorts of controversial topics. And then it's up to Governor Newsom whether to sign or veto them. Now, the governor has already signed dozens of less contentious measures, and he's vetoed a few. Uh, but there are some big ones on his desk now or on their way there. And then there are those that are the uh, members of the Assembly and the Senate are still trying to hammer out. Among the high-profile measures, a bill that would make it easier for farm workers to unionize, another one that regulates the wages and working conditions of fast food workers in California, one that would determine the future of the Diablo Canyon nuclear power plant, a bill that would let kids over a certain age get vaccines without the consent of their parents, and another one that would discipline doctors who spread misinformation about COVID-19. And of course, there are many bills dealing with housing, homelessness, abortion, and so much more as the legislature rushes to finish finish its work uh, by midnight tomorrow, Brett and Patty. Let's talk about the fast food bill first. Um, companies like McDonald's and In-N-Out have been fighting hard against this one. What would it do, first off? Well, it would set up a state council uh, with appointees from the governor and the legislature um, that would basically regulate uh, pe- the employment of people at fast food restaurants. So hundreds of thousands of people in California, uh, it, w- it would set how much they are paid, how, what hours they could work, what their working conditions are like. Um, it's it's not quite, you know, unionization, but it, but it would be a set aside where it, it, it lays out specific rules for people to work at fast food restaurants. Now, um, the critics of it say it is, you know, one step closer to letting them unionize and that it's the, the, the fast food companies have been calling it a food tax. They've been running ads saying stop the food tax. Uh, but the labor groups say, you know, these people are, are not treated well. They're not paid enough. They have no protections other than the, the regular labor laws in California, and they need more. And uh, that bill passed, and it's, we'll have to see whether the governor will sign it or not. Then there's the bill to help farm workers unionize. Where does that one stand? Yeah, that one has passed, too. That was on the governor's desk. He vetoed an almost identical one a year ago, and he said last week he wouldn't sign this one. What this is all about is, you know, a lot of farm workers have been trying to unionize. There is, of course, the UFW, United Farm Workers, so some are unionized. But there are a lot of non-union farms and, and agricultural um, areas around the state. Um, and when they, if they want to join the union, uh, they have a vote. Um, and right now you fill out a card. It's a, it's a national labor relations board card. They have an election, um, on site and there's a history of, of intimidation and fights between those who do want 
to unionize and those who don't. So this bill would let them vote by mail. In addition, they could either do the, the thing in person or they could send it in by mail in that way they don't have to deal with this at the workplace well there's been fierce opposition to this as you can imagine from the growers associations from from the people who own the farms uh and the governor of course he's in the wine business he owns wineries he grows grapes he has declared his opposition to this he doesn't like the standards he doesn't think the rules are consistent with the national rules and he said last week i need some amendments why I won't sign this. Well, they passed the bill without the amendments. So that's on his, it's on his desk now. You have to assume he's going to veto it because he said as much last week and he's vetoed a similar one before. There's been huge pressure on both sides on this one. There was a big march on the Capitol. Uh, I mean, taken together, those two bills are sort of the direction California is going, uh, where you're raising minimum wage, you're giving workers new rights and protecting them. But uh, on the other side of that coin, they say that, you know, ends up costing consumers a lot more money. Yeah, I was going to ask you if the people are worried that uh, food prices in California could go up if he passes those two, but it doesn't sound like he's going to pass those. And and you talk about, I mean, that the optics of him being a restaurant owner. Um, and I'm just curious if we should consider Newsom's political aspirations as well when guessing whether he's going to sign or veto bills. Yes, we should. I mean, everything's seen through that prism now, right? Whether it's fair or not, people think he is eyeing the presidency, if not in 2024, maybe in 2028 or 2032. Uh, and so everyone's looking at you know, his decisions now through that prism. And I, I don't think, you know, it's politics. You, you have to, right? He has said, you know, I don't care about my political future in the past and done things that were not popular at the time. It seems like he is being a little more cautious about the decisions he makes these days, whether that is because um, he's running for re-election or because he is eyeing another election down the road. We don't know. But yeah, he owns wineries, he owns restaurants, he's in the liquor business. Um, you know, things are in a blind trust. He supposedly is not that involved with the management of his assets. But some of these bills do affect his, his business interests. So the question is, you know, is, is he doing this, uh, making these decisions on principle? Or is he motivated somewhat by politics? And even if he consciously is not, does that get in there subconsciously? There's no real way to know, of course, without getting into the governor's brain. Doug, I am fascinated about what's been going on with the Diablo Canyon nuclear power plant. Uh, the governor floated a trial balloon that maybe they could keep it open a little bit longer to, as part of California's energy portfolio to prevent brownouts. I thought it landed with a thud. I, I didn't think anybody really picked up on it, but there there was a bill that kind of snuck in through the legislature that would allow it, it to continue operating with, with certain caveats. So, so where is this thing? Yeah, they haven't had a vote yet. They have, uh, you know, till tomorrow to decide. There, there's a couple bills. Now, the governor's plan is, well, well so first of all, some background. Diablo Canyon, last nuclear power plant in, in California, you know, we all think nuclear is being phased out, and it was supposed to shut down three years from now. And then the governor, kind of out of nowhere, uh, said, wait a second, maybe we need it a little longer, wants to extend that to 2025 or even 2030 or 2035, uh, adding five or 10 years to his life. Um, and, you know, came up with this idea. And then uh, that ignited a firestorm, if you pardon the use of that word, when we're talking about nuclear power. Environmentalists are quite angry about this, and the people who had, who had worked out this deal to shut it down felt betrayed. Uh, and now there's an alternative measure in the Assembly um, and the Senate that uh, w would let it extend perhaps only five years, or should they shut it down in 2025? I mean, this is all still a negotiation, whether they go three years or five years or 10 years. Uh, and they, you need a two-thirds vote, actually, to, to keep it open beyond the 2025 
uh, deadline, and that's going to be tough to get. The governor seems optimistic that he will prevail here and that they will keep Diablo Canyon open. Today, Dianne Feinstein, U.S. Senator, sent out a letter to all the legislators urging them to keep it open and to extend its life. The idea is, you know, to expand California's energy portfolio, even as we transition to cleaner energy, renewable energy in the future. Uh, but that's a really tough one. And they're going back and forth on it. And we'll see if they can pass something or not by that deadline tomorrow. Thank you, Doug. All right. Thank you. We'll talk again tomorrow. Remember, you can hear the state of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It's also available on the Odyssey app. And wherever you get your podcasts, you'll find me on Twitter at Sovereign Nation. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 